Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio thawing out on a Wednesday morning, sir. So, seemed like things were going okay. You know, I came in and did Ned Talk, and uh, you, John, and I had a really good conversation about, you know, where everyone was on the contract talks, and I I kind of agree with John. He said, you know, this kind of feels a little bit different. I think this is just kind of holding off until they can get past the football season, make the big, hey, we did it, we came together, it's great. It's kind of like almost a marketing ploy in in a sense, but regardless, it kind of felt like that, but uh, a little bit more arguing this week. It impresses me a whole lot differently from that. Uh, Mike and I, folks, just got through watching one of the world's most exciting events. (laughs) I'm sorry to gloss over that. Yes, the groundhog looking for his shadow, which he saw, which means six more weeks of winter. Well, if a rodent like the groundhog predicts six more weeks of winter, the group of rodent groundhogs who run Major League Baseball are rooting around in the maze of their own ego... They're predicting six more months of winter. What idiots these people are. Instead of coming together for the common goal, they're sitting there arguing about millions and billions of dollars that the average fan couldn't give one damn about. This is absolutely ludicrous. If it is being done as a marketing ploy, then my hat is off to them. I don't think it is. I think these people are so self-absorbed with their (laughs) perceived importance, which is zero, that uh, they're sitting there and carrying on and bickering. Oh, we want this and we want that. Folks, the baseball season is in jeopardy. Right now, unless they come to a contract settlement by maybe this time next week, actually a little bit before then, spring training will be delayed. If they don't come to a contract agreement by the end of February, which really isn't all that far away, gang, the season will be delayed. And do you think the public now absorbed with the third of the four major league sports. It's now football, NBA, baseball, which used to be number one, now number three, and hockey still four. Do you think for one minute that there are a majority of fans who give a damn about what they're making? They nope, don't. They're just going to lose more. utter absurdity, and those people need to be in their groundhog shelter, rooting around in the ground. Honest to God, I am so... Send, a, send them to PA. Go live in Punxsutawney for it, a little bit. That, hey, that's, I, that's, I promise you they'd settle it if they lived in Punxsutawney. <laughs> if that groundhog could figure it out, damn it, baseball, why can't you? <laughs> well, hopefully we're right, but uh, that also doesn't really... If, if, let's say, hypothetically speaking, worst comes to worst, they don't come to an agreement by early next week, you know, spring training is pushed back, worst really comes to worst. They don't figure it out by the end of February. Minor League Baseball is not affected, though. It is not. Minor League Baseball will be played. The majority of minor league players are not part of the Major League Baseball Association. Now, those who are on the 40-man roster are. So any of the Springfield Cardinals who do uh, fit that bill, and I don't know who they are with. They don't know who they are yet, who's going to be on the roster. But if they happen to be on the Cardinals 40-man roster and they're down here for extra training, no, they will not play. However, most of the players will. The season will go on. Opens in the uh, at the end of the first week in April, and that'll be a lot of fun. That should go on. It's 138 games this year as opposed to 140, but that's perfectly all right. There may be some experimenting going on in minor league baseball this year, and I'm anxious to see what might happen. 
I hope the robo-umpire is not one of them, but we'll have to wait and see what is finally adjudicated by the baseball gods, and I wonder how godly they really are. The robo-ump. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Did you ever think you'd see to live the day? They tried it last year in the Atlantic Coast League, which is an independently, but it's a high-class league. And it was not perceived very well by most. Now, what they do is they, they have a computer there or whatever it is, a, a robot, I guess, to make the calls. But they also have a human being to judge whether or not this robot is accurate with what they're doing. And it was only partially accurate in the human being's uh, sense of things. So uh, whether or not they go for that, I'd, who knows? I can't believe they will. It's... Uh... You're you're definitely not helping out your core base with uh, bringing robots into this thing. Well, we'll see what happens. It definitely feels like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Um, Missouri State Bears back out on the court tonight, and they got another test. And they hopefully Coach Ford can light that fire before they get on the court. This is the Salukis of Southern Illinois. They're playing over in Carbondale, and SIU is a tough opponent, regardless of where they play. But at home, they're particularly tough. Game will go on. The Bears left early yesterday to avoid any kind of weather problems. Basketball, you can do that. And they, they being the Division One and in many cases Division Two teams, are very diligent about looking at advanced forecasts and making sure their travel plans are intact. College basketball and the officials absolutely despise having to postpone games because of weather conditions. Now, COVID's another story, but... In terms of the weather, ah, you can make plans ahead of time, and that's what the Bears did. They were over there yesterday, so they'll get a good night's rest and then get out there and play tonight. Should be a pretty good basketball game. Then they've got the problem of uh, getting back to Springfield. I have several days. <laughs> yeah, they'll make it. Today is actually college football signing day, <laughs> but uh, there's already been you know a couple of players that have gotten the the, the portal and all kinds of weirdness been going on, but today is the actual official day. Yes, in a sense it is. It's the original signing day. There is an early signing period in December, right before Christmas, that lasts for two days, and that's when a lot of the blue chippers make their commitment. They sign the scholarship papers and so forth. But in terms of the origin, today is the signing period. Now, the way it works is if a player gets a scholarship offer and it is enticing to him and he wants to play, he has seven days to sign that scholarship paper. Now, the signing period goes on until April 1st, and that's for Division I, until August 1st for Division II. But still, if the player gets an offer, he does have to sign it within that seven-day period and send it back by either email or fax or whatever the circumstance has to be. The college has to have that signature. What What is the difference between the two periods? Well, there is none, really, other than the fact that that early signing period can really provide a major level of disruption in the plans of many coaches. To that end, it may be a thing of the past. The director of the American Coaches Association, a fellow named Todd Berry, who, and I'm name-dropping here, I happen to know pretty well, good guy, has recommended that there's some alterations in that plan, maybe including the cancellation of it. And I think that would resonate very well with many coaches and athletic officials across the country. So wouldn't be at all surprised to see that erased and go back to just the original plan, which is today for about a month. 
But the fact remains, we'll see some more individuals signing today. It'll be exciting, but uh, you know what? And you got coaches dropping teams before bowl games to go work on recruiting. It, uh, everyone ultimately are going to do what the hell they want to do. That would change. Yeah. That would change markedly. Uh, coaches would stay with their teams if they choose to. Now, some might say, oh, no, I'm, I'm going somewhere else. But at least they won't use that as the excuse, recruiting, because you can't do it. <laughs> they won't be able to sign anybody if, in fact, it is canceled. So yesterday uh, we heard Oklahoma's quarterback transferred. Um, you surprised by that? No, not at all. Caleb Williams, when uh, his coach, Lincoln Riley, left at the end of the season for Southern Cal, which is where he is now, USC, University of Southern California, uh, Caleb Williams who really didn't start as the starting quarterback for Oklahoma. He took over in the Texas game, a rather interesting set of circumstances. Texas was beating the tar out of Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl in their great Red River rivalry and beating him big. Well, Spencer Rattler had been Oklahoma's quarterback. Coach Polding got him out of there. He wasn't doing anything. Put in Caleb Williams, and he rallied the Sooners to a victory. I think it was 55-48 to 48 or some high-scoring game like that. So Caleb Williams got the start the rest of the way and took Oklahoma into the Alamo Bowl, I think it was, that they played with the Texas Bowl or something, and they walloped Oregon in that game. He's a pretty good player. Well, he immediately went in the transfer portal when his coach left. He didn't want to stay. The speculation was, well, he'll end up at Southern Cal because Lincoln Riley wants him out there. Bingo. That is where he is going. He made that announcement yesterday. So Caleb Williams will more than likely be the Trojans uh, starting quarterback. What about the guy he replaced, Spencer Rattler? He's gone too. He went to South Carolina. My gosh, Oklahoma without a quarterback? Uh-uh. Don't count on that. This is OU, and they get their players. No, oh, they'll get they'll get some some stud in there. You know who uh, they'll get? Tom Brady with some eligibility. Yeah, right? or yeah, right. He's got a year left. Uh, or Uncle Rico is going to show up with another year of eligibility. Um, we are getting closer and closer to the madness, uh, the big tournament for college basketball. But um, as we get into there, you know, we get a little bit more of those rival games. Last night was a great example of one of those games. One of them, and it involved the number one team in America, Auburn. And who are they playing? <laughs> you guessed it, Alabama, their arch rival. And uh, I've not ever been a resident of the state of Alabama, but I have a number of acquaintances who are there. And it's, now they're jesting when they say this, but when you move down to that state, you're given the option. You're either for Auburn or for Alabama. There is no in-between. You've got to choose your team. Well, they played each other last night and uh, played at Auburn. Auburn's the number one team in America. Bruce Pearl's their coach. Boy, did they put it to the tide. And the tide is pretty good. They were nationally ranked. Auburn 100, Alabama 81. Alabama gets 100 points. Hung on them by the Auburn War Eagles. Oh, don't you know that'll resonate. Sounds like a pro game to me, man. That team is hot, big well, time. Auburn is very good. They're very quick. They have great shooters. Pearl, who is among the most controversial individuals in the world, uh, is a very good X's and O's coach. And just the other day, he signed a contract for life with Auburn. That's pretty good. Does that mean he's going to stay there? Of course not. But it is a contract. If he wants to, he can. (laughs) Ned, you know what's funny? We got you here for life, too. You have a great day, sir. How long is that life going to be? (laughs) 